This is Mike Roth. Welcome to the Open Forum in the Villages podcast. In this show, we're going to talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs, and interesting folks who live here in the villages to give a perspective of what's happening here in the villages and information that I think all villagers should have. We hope to add a new episode most Fridays at 9 o'clock. This is Mike Roth on Open Forum in the Villages. I'm here today with John Mayorino. Thanks for joining me, John. Thank you. Today we're going to be talking about a subject which is dear to my heart. It's the subconscious mind. We all have one, at least I hope most people do. Have you ever run into someone who didn't have a subconscious mind? Everything yeah. was conscious? They walk around in a daze. <laughs> <laughs> or everything is uncensored. Uh, it works both ways. John, I like to start every show with a, uh, a little bit of a, a joke. And he- here's today's for my uh, grandson, Evan. Uh, what's, the wor- what's worse than raining cats and dogs? What does it mean? No, what's one step worse than raining cats and dogs? Pouring. Hailing taxis. Sorry about that. Okay, Evan. That joke goes down the drain. Uh, John, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background before we get started with some questions? Yeah, I got into psychology some years ago. I had a a bachelor's in engineering, but I found that having to work with large corporations, which I did, it's more about the human side than the process side. So I skipped through my education on engineering after about 10 years, and I took up psychology. And then I began to learn how humans respond, how they get how they get excited, what motivates them, what turns them on to a product, and all the different influences about how a human really takes in information, processes the information, and does something with it. And I've been teaching that all over the world ever since, probably in 17 countries now. Mm-hmm. Subconscious mind is everything that you do, it's your behavior, it becomes your personality. And let me give you an illustration of that. Subconscious is what you've learned from the time you were three or four years old, can apprehend and take in information from your parents and others till the time you're about 10 years old. And so it's like a program in a computer, people telling you and teaching you how to behave, how to act, what's right, what's wrong, hopefully the right way. And it's stores in your body and in your, your brain, also in your heart. We've just recently learned the last 20 years about the heart condition for that too. So now we've taken in information, it becomes our personality and it turns out to be how we tend to behave in everything we do. But it runs on autopilot, which means that everything you tend to do in life, how you're trying to think, how you're trying to make a decision, something else kicks in and that's your subconscious. The subconscious overrides or can override any decision you make that might be a logical decision because it also stores your emotion. And it conditions you to make decisions and operate and act in a certain way for the rest of your life. That becomes your conscious way in which you do something. So the subconscious, we call it being heart-wired in that it resides in the body, in the heart. It has emotions behind it. It's the combination of everything you've ever learned. It's how you tend to behave. And therefore, if you behave that way the rest of your life, things never change. If I want to change how I make decisions, I want to change my mind about something, I have to go back to consciously thinking about how I can do that. But the subconscious is still going to pull me in a direction for what it knows and what it does automatically. So call that your autopilot and how people think. Mm-hmm. Is there a single part of the brain that the subconscious mind resides in? I've, I've heard the brain is having three parts. The brain does. It has several parts. But the interesting part of this is that this actually resides not only in the brain, but also in the heart. Everything that you see and that you experience in life goes through the brain 
That's the frontal lobe of an individual, but also resides in the heart. We found about 15, 20 years ago when a little girl got killed, how she was murdered. Another little girl received her heart, and that heart transplant transplant transcended everything that we ever believed because that little girl knew everything about the heart that she took in, the little girl, how she got killed. She named the killer. Everything went to court and she won. And what happened is we began to unfold in the medical history all over the world how many heart transplants have resulted in someone getting a total mental transplant, personality transplant, everything from their behavior to their habits was transplanted with the heart. We then learned that the heart has its own configuration of memory, of neurons, just like the brain does. So when information comes into you, it goes not only into your brain, but it also goes into your heart. And the heart also stores the emotion behind the, the, uh, the decision you're about to make. Mm -hmm. So where does the power of the subconscious mind come from, John? Power of the subconscious is, is talked about because if you can control your subconscious, you can control your body, you can control your thinking, you can control your life. And the key to the power is a word called awareness. Awareness is the biggest word in the language of emotional intelligence because things come to light. You, su you suddenly get awakened to making a decision. Instead of your subconscious kicking in and doing what you've always done, the mind begins to kick in with something we call the conscious. And the conscious is an awareness of what you're doing and what you're saying. If I can control that awareness, I'm controlling the power over my decisions, my thoughts, my behaviors, and my action. But most people don't that. But 99% of us don't even understand how to do that. Mm -hmm. And the understanding comes from the awakening and the awareness. You step back and you think about something before you go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Our parents taught us a long time ago, if you're going to get upset, count to 10. Mm -hmm. That means don't react. Your subconscious is your reaction. Your conscious is telling you what to do the right way. And if that can kick in, then you've got, you've got the world on a string because you can do almost anything better because you're going to figure out the way to do it and do it well and do it right. Mm -hmm. I've heard people say that they were diagnosed with stage four cancer or some type. They use their positive self-talk or thinking or subconscious mind to cure the cancer. Do you think that's possible, John? Absolutely. That's some of the examples of how the power is demonstrated in life. One of them is healing. You might know it as the placebo effect. The placebo just means that it's a willing to please yourself, okay? What the placebo is really doing, it, it operates in a way in which your mind tells your body how to behave. And as it does, it's teaching the body to think and, be and believe and operate in a very different way. I'll give me one example. And this goes back to even older than I am in the villages. 1840, there were no pain-killing meds available. 4,000 operations were, con were done. The patients were told that there's no pain whatsoever, no condition under which they could be painless, and they experienced very little or absolutely no pain. That's recorded, okay, because they kept a very careful watch on what they told the patients and what the patients believed and how the patients behaved, but the patients didn't receive any pain. And we learned about the placebo, which, by the way, is approved by the FDA, FDA as a treatment for any kind of an illness today, which we teach the patient what they should believe. The body behaves according to what that patient hears and reacts accordingly. So the brain and a subconscious and conscious coming together is telling the body, you're going to be okay. You're going to be healed. Everything is fine. The operation was a success. Give me another one. They just did a major study on that, Parkinson's disease. Patients were told that to walk across the room. They couldn't. Their heads were going in different directions. 
They had no sense of direction. They were all over the place. They couldn't focus. But they were told by a certain color of glasses we're going to put on you, it's going to change the way you see and you think. So they tried different colors. When they got to green, the color of their glasses, people were walking across the whole room and back as if nothing ever happened to them. So by changing the configuration... The input, the input being in this way, the glasses and what they saw and the color of that, they changed what they believed was going to happen in their body. A greater example is sports. Jack Nicholas can tell you all about it. He wrote a book on it. Still one of the greatest. He began by practicing three hours to four hours a day. Today, he just, he just thinks about the correct swing. Sits in a room and he thinks about the swing under all circumstances. Two to three hours a day to every one hour that he practices two to three hours a day and thinking about it. Now we find out that all kinds of athletes are doing exactly the same thing. Well, there is such a thing as muscle memory. That's correct. And someone like him uh, or Tiger Woods would have a great muscle memory so they wouldn't even have to think. But as they see, as they do, in fact, this is in not only the Bible, the Quran, and all kinds of uh, specific uh, books that people follow, it's saying, as you think, so you will be. Mm-hmm. And so now we know that that's not only a thought thought in the Bible, but it's actually a configuration that happens. Because as you think, you're changing your body's reaction. And so the body's going to behave according to what you believe and according to what you think. Therefore, the placebo works. The conditions about visualization work. And they work because the mind is telling the body how to behave. The body is really your subconscious. It behaves according to the subconscious. At this time of year in January, people do their vision boards. They put something up on their vision board. And we used to do this when I was a Sandler trainer. Their visions would come true by the end of the year. Sometimes faster, sometimes slower. But it seemed always to work out. Some of the visions were unusual. Yeah, (laughs) And sometimes they, they were transposed. Uh, I, I remember there was this one guy, I don't want to use his name. He put a uh, motorboat with two blondes in bikinis going across like Biscayne Bay. And towards the end of the class, everyone was explaining what his vision or her vision board meant. And, and he gets up, proudly shows the boat and the, and the two beautiful women. And it says, I'm going to get divorced this year. And he did. <laughs> That wasn't a vision. That was a promise. <laughs> well, that was a consciously made promise. <laughs> sometimes, but he had the right vision. Subconscious mind. Subconscious mind. Yes, it is. W- what are the effects and benefits that, to the average person of having the powers of controlling their subconscious mind? Oh, that's great, and it's great to understand that, especially living in the villages, because the effect and benefits are health wise wealth-wise in every possible part of your body to achieve the goals that you have and you still could have in your life by changing your focus from feeling ill or getting old uh, to saying, I've got years of retirement, i get many years ahead of me, and I'm thinking about all the things I'd love to do that I've never been able to do, and I'm still very healthy and I'm going to remain healthy. And if you condition your mind to that and you're focused on that, then what's going to happen is you're going to change your ability to do many of the things that you had a hope for or a vision for in your life and take it off of, and this is the subconscious. Remember, subconscious could be your enemy. Take it off of the fact that I'm 80 or I'm 85 and I'm beginning to feel this way and I can't think anymore. That draws you down and it may be a reality, but you can overcome the reality with the positive thought about, heck with that. I'm going to, I feel great. I'm still alive. I'm living years longer than people told me I would live. Mm-hmm. And I now can do the things I've never done before. And you put that in front of you and all of a sudden you begin to act 10, 10 years younger. As a matter of fact, we know by science that if people change their, uh, their habits in terms of how they think and how they 
talk. And you often talk about how you think. I'm not feeling well today. This is going to be a difficult day. You aren't going to feel well. It's going to be a difficult day. But if you feel, I feel great. I'm excited about being retired. There's so many things I want to do. Let me look at my schedule and go out and start doing them. Because I've got another day of life, another year of life, and who knows, maybe 10 more years. And I'm going to live that life to the end. And all of a sudden, your body gets better because we know that certain endorphins get released into your body when you feel positive and you have a clear vision. And those endorphins are working on the body's chemicals to make you feel better, but also get better. Mm-hmm. So you feel stronger and you're able to do more than you ever thought you can do. Now, now, I've never been a member of an optimist club, but that was very optimistic. Yeah, optimist is a nice word to come up, but you have to have the uh, ability to change along with your optimism. And part of that whole process is your focus on what could happen, not your optimism. But then you have to go into an inner focus. And this is the difficult power, and this is the power. Listen carefully to the power. Your subconscious is going to draw you in a different direction because it's full of information that you've received all your life, even when you were young about what you can't do, about what the body's doing. You watch somebody cross the street and they're stooped over as they're going to cross, guarantee you'll start walking the same way that person does. So the world is full of an environment that's going to draw you in a direction of, I can't do it. And this is where the mind has to be trained to say, no matter what I see, I focus and I know I can do something beyond what that person's doing, what others have been able to do in my life. And I'm going to do them. It Mm -hmm. doesn't take a second to do that. It takes training to do that. So so how do you train or, or learn to use the power of your subconscious mind? Well, first to understand what it is. First to realize that it exists. Mm-hmm. And I can realize that because there's so much out there, so much teaching that's going on, especially in the villages about this stuff. Dr. Joe Dispenza and many others, Tony Robbins, many books on the subject that there are YouTube after YouTube after YouTube where they're talking about this. I would engage in getting into some of these YouTubes to talk about how you can change your life by changing your vision, your direction, how you feel about yourself, and also get into areas like, and there are many of them in the villages, yoga, mindfulness, meditation, all kinds of clubs on that, 3,500 clubs out here. You can get into some of those so that you can get into an area where you begin to slowly change the way in which you think automatically. Remember, Automatic thought comes from the subconscious. What you need to do is to get into uh, an engagement of the reality of careful thinking clearly today and not picking up on what you've been doing all your life. That's the subconscious. Subconscious mind started to get structured probably when you were two or three years old, and it gets additive. And the way I understand it, there is no erase button on a subconscious mind. (laughs) You may may write a new message that's louder than the first message that you got, but there is no erase button. All the the old memories are always going to be there. That's right. I'm glad you said that because it's a condition. It's not something you can do overnight. If you practice meditation or mindfulness or yoga or anything like that, you get into any of these clubs or exercises you can do You're teaching your mind how to think differently. You're teaching your conscious how to overcome your subconscious until you've changed your subconscious. You know, I came out of the computer world many years ago and taught people how to program and everything else. I was head of one of the largest software companies in the world uh, at the time for training and learning. And what we learned is that when you program something into a computer, that's the way it's going to behave. Well, we're programmed. As Mike said, from the time you're about three years old to the time you're nine years old, you've learned everything that is in your subconscious. And if that's good information, you'll behave accordingly. 
Okay, you're conditioned to behave that way. So your conscious and your subconscious would be one. But if you received information, okay, and it could be through a lot of different areas of your life to receive that information, it could also be your emotion, your emotional conditions, the conditions of your parents, the epigenetics that they pass on to you. Many of the information that's programmed your subconscious needs to slowly change so your conscious and your unconscious become one. So it's not an overnight thing you can do, and that's why you're getting into uh, not only in the villages and places like meditation, yoga, mindfulness, and all those good drivers, but you're slowly conditioning your mind to overcome what you may have learned over 60 years, not just six years. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so, your automatic behavior. What's the difference between meditation and mindfulness? People might be confused. Yeah, meditation goes into a deep area of your mind where you're clearing it out and you're meditating on something. It could be a sound, it could be a picture, it could be anything. And you're meditating to calm your mind down, to get into that relaxed position where you can just be reflect on something and you begin to reflect on different things. Um, so that's what meditation can do is to stop your subconscious from driving your ideas, your consciousness. Because that subconscious is going to kick in every second of your life. It's 99% stronger than your conscious. Remember that. Okay. It's what your program is telling you to do. And mindfulness Mindfulness is. does the same thing. But in mindfulness, you're focusing on some specific. So you're becoming mindful of your situation. And then you're focusing on something that you really like to have or like to do or like to change. And you're mindful also of everything around you, your environment. And so what you're doing is conditioning it under both conditions. One meditation is going into deep thought about one area, mindfulness is to focus on maybe an issue or a certain area that you'd like to improve on. And then picking up on things that are in your environment and, and, and control to make the future better than the past. Exactly. Good, good. You need to brainwash yourself. That's what it comes down to. There's a great video on YouTube, and he does a fabulous job about how to brainwash yourself. And it's also by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's the leading probably authority in this whole area about how the mind works and the subconscious works. I would look at any of the YouTubes that he's put out recently and say, now I'm learning something. But learning something is only the introduction. The introduction has to be built into your body, and the body doesn't change overnight. So it means practice. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of words, you know, we like to hear about. Yeah. But it works in golf. It can work in your mind. In psychology, <laughs> we... we we have learned about the inner child that all of us have. How does that relate to the subconscious mind? Uh, the inner child is what, you know, you learn between the three and nine years old. It's your behavior patterns that you've learned and you tend to get it. But most of that is because you've absorbed a lot of emotion at that time and you're learning about emotion. Emotional education that just came out just about 20 years ago and it's been fabulous to leaders all over the world. It's the number one course in many universities now, and it said, let's look at the mind and look at the body and everything else that we've studied for a 100 years, but let's take a look at emotions and where they kick in. And what we find out is the emotions is the overriding condition that can change your mind, change your personality and your behavior. So what we try to do is to say, okay, now we got a new program. In fact, I'm going to be teaching that in the villages for the next three months called emotional intelligence. And it's the conditions under which you can now control your emotion, not your subconscious. Because both of those are kicking in. The emotion's liable to take you in the wrong direction because you've also inherited a lot of the emotion. You get a lot of that emotion from your parents as well. Mm -hmm. But you pick that up over the years. It's an automatic habit. Well, and they, changing that habits is not easy. Right. They pick it up from uh, their, their parents and their grandparents. And we used to say that <clears throat> this uh, subconscious learning goes back at least 75 years in most people's families. 
It does, and that's called the gene structure, and the genostructure is what is the condition of the body. That's why we call the gene structure really your subconscious. It's the structure of your body and the genes within your body that behave in a certain way, and you inherit a lot of that. But what I studied over the past, especially five or seven years, because I lost both my daughters to cancer, and they had the same condition, and I wanted to find out in detail what caused the cancer and what caused them both to have that same condition, that emotional condition that caused that. So I went all the way back and looked at patterns of behavior and how it may have occurred. Some people thought it was in the soil of the place where they used to live. Others thought about what they were taught. And it turned out that it a combination of everything. Epigenetics is what you're passing on from your parents. Yes, that's gene structure. But now we know the genes can be changed with a pattern of thinking that can change the gene structure. So your body changes according to how you think. And if you can think the right things and get through the pattern, well, that was caused by their situation when they were young and they're passing that on to me, I refuse to inherit that. I'm going to change the way I see this thing forming in my body. And all of a sudden, we're finding that the body is behaving according to how you think, not according to what you were told. So you have to be very careful about what people tell you about your history. So you believe that the subconscious mind actually can help people cure themselves of cancer? I believe that the conscious mind can cure people of cancer because they can override the conditions under which the subconscious is already buried depthly in driving the body in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And if they can change the code in which that body is responding to, which is a negative code, and they can automatically say, but basically, here's what I can do, and I'm finding out that this does work, and I believe it'll work in me because I'm conditioned to making that work, you're suddenly changing your health pattern. You're suddenly eradicating that cancer in your body. Okay, good. Joe, if someone wants to uh, contact you after they've heard this podcast, how would they do that? Uh, there's a couple of ways. They can contact me directly, but there's also a YouTube that's been online now for several years. It's a very, hopefully a very popular one. That's why it's still online by national organizations. It's called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. My name, John Myrino. And all of a sudden, you can watch the hour and a half that I did a presentation here in the villages, which was sold out. Uh, the 300 people watched that, uh, that were there that day. But it's also everything we're talking about in fine detail with the videos behind them. Is your so, email address in yeah. that? And my email address is jamaior1222 at gmail.com. Glad to talk to anybody about any of these conditions. Great. Thanks a lot, John. I'm glad you came on to the show. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Good luck, everyone. Remember, our next episode will air live Friday at 9 a.m., or should I say pre-recorded, but that's when it will be released on our regular subscriptions. Bonus subscribers can get early access to episodes. Should you want to become a sponsor of the show, contact me at MikeRoth at RothVoice.com. If you know someone that you think should be on the show, send me an email at Mike at RothVoice.com. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. The content of the show is copyright by Roth Voice 2022, all rights reserved.